A certain word has become standard in the past few years when discussing Arizona politics. That word is recount. Maybe it once made people think of double-checking that everyone in your group is there, or maybe it's something you did when you second-guessed yourself. But politicos in Arizona, especially in Maricopa County, now associate the word recount with ballots. And no, listeners, you are not accidentally listening to our politics podcast, The Gaggle, though you should check it out. But recounting ballots isn't a new thing in the Grand Canyon State. In 1916, the election for governor was won, recounted, and then overturned, which left two people sharing a single term for the head of the state. Governor Campbell and Governor Hunt both served time at the Capitol that year. Listener Owen Swenson submitted a question about this to the podcast saying, there has got to be a story here. And he's right. Welcome to Valley 101, podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. I'm producer Amanda Luberto, and today I'll be exploring the time two men shared a governor's term. Let me start by setting the scene. Arizona had just joined the Union in 1912. Being one of the last states, we were behind in many ways. But we were also ahead in many others. Years before the 19th Amendment was added to the Constitution, which gave white women the right to vote, the Western ladies of the new state of Arizona won the right in a landslide. The women's suffrage movement had already been going strong in the territory. In 1910, Frances Munns, one of the movement's leaders of the state and later a state senator, picked up where others had left off. It was defeated that year, but it pushed her and other suffragettes to run a strong campaign for next time. After obtaining the right amount of signatures to go to the ballot, the initiative was a runaway victory on November 5, 1912. By 1913, women could register, and by 1914, they could cast their vote. In addition to being progressive about voting, there's more to keep in mind about what Arizona was like at this time. Janie Adams is a historian for the Arizona Historical Society, and she specializes in Southwestern history of the late 1800s to the early 1900s. She provided some context for us. So 1916, Arizona is an incredibly young state, but an incredibly old place. And so a lot of the kind of quirky historical pickles that we find ourselves in is because of the friction of being both a very young and a very old place. In the race for the Capitol are George Hunt, a Democrat, and Thomas Campbell, a Republican. Hunt is the incumbent, and, you know, if you've studied American politics, you know that if you're the incumbent, you kind of already have a leg up. But Campbell is born in Arizona. He was born in in Prescott. And that's really meaningful to people in a very young state, especially as you have kind of second and third generations of 
folks that are from Arizona and they feel really passionate about that. That's one of the interesting things about the settler colonial model is that eventually, if you're here long enough, you get a legitimate claim or it feels like a legitimate claim. And the geopolitical situation of Arizona is pretty complicated during this time period. You have more concerns about what's going on with our neighbor to the south, the Mexican Revolution, um, you know, Pancho Villa. There's lots of concerns and, and there's lots of labor concerns as well. So that's kind of painting an interesting picture for Hunt and uh, Campbell is hoping to capitalize on it. At this time, over 100 years ago, ballots looked really different than what we're used to now. Currently, your ballot is split up into various offices with all of the candidates underneath. If there's no presidential race that year, it usually starts at the top with governor. Underneath it in 2022, it said Katie Hobbs D and Carrie Lake R. Then Secretary of State with all the candidates, Attorney General with all the candidates, and so on and so forth. Back then, it did list the candidates, but a box at the top allowed you to vote for a straight Democratic ticket or a straight Republican ticket. This is what's called a party ballot. And it's also where the confusion set in for the 1916 election. So the ballots are cast, the votes are counted, and Campbell has the election by 30 votes. And Hunt is saying, well, those 30 votes need to be thrown out because clearly people did not understand how to use the ballot. And a lot of experts will say fraudulent voting, and I guess technically it is, but I think that in our modern context, fraudulent voting has kind of like a, there's a malicious intent. And I don't think that's necessarily the case in the 1916 election. I think it's more so that the ballots were confusing. Folks are voting a straight Democrat ticket, but also checking Campbell as their selected governor. So technically they voted for governor twice or they voted for two different candidates. And so Hunt is arguing that those ballots need to be thrown out. And Campbell is arguing, well, actually, that's speaking to my legitimacy as the governor, because folks who are voting Democrat are also voting for me. And it's hard to say what people's intentions were when they selected Democrat, but then also selected Republican candidate Campbell. Was it that they wanted every Democrat except for Hunt? Or is it because they didn't understand how they were voting? It is possible that people just wanted Hunt out of office. The real political dynamics were that he had, uh, in his first two terms, really made it hard on the corporations, particularly the mining corporations. He raised their taxes and he stood up for the striking miners in 1915 up in uh, Gold Morancy. They set out to get him, and uh, Campbell was pretty much lined up uh, as a conservative on the side of the mining companies against uh, Hunt, who was a really progressive Democrat. David Berman is a professor emeritus of political science at Arizona State University. He specializes in state politics and policy and has written 10 books, one of them about George Hunt himself. I caught up with him over the phone. Hunt was the only Democrat who lost a statewide race in uh, 16, and it was a very particular problem with him. He had, had lost a lot of support among conservative Democrats because he had been so liberal, particularly on the corporation stuff, but also on prison reform and abolishing the death penalty. He had 
lost a lot of conservative Democrats and they voted for Campbell. All the other Democrats did very well except for him. A district court judge decided that the mixed-up votes were to go to Campbell. It didn't matter that they had voted straight Democrat because they had intentionally voted for Campbell. Thomas Campbell was then sworn into office on January 1, 1917, but Hunt, still believing that this was the wrong decision, refused to leave his office. He stayed barricaded in the governor's office and would not let Campbell in. Campbell had a bunch of cowboys on his side. They almost had a squabble outside the Capitol building. And essentially, the Arizona Supreme Court decides that Campbell is the de facto governor and that Hunt needs to step down and move out of the way. And Hunt does begrudgingly, but he's not done with this fight. He thinks that the votes are still fraudulent and thinks that they still need to be recounted. Eventually, he does get his way, and the Arizona Supreme Court does order a recount of the vote. So this would not happen now. Currently, there is an automatic recount law in Arizona. It was altered in 2022 so that if there's a margin of a half percent in the votes, they will automatically be recounted. The last time it came to this was in 2010 over a proposition. It took about a week and a half for the new results to come back, and it cost counties over $66,000. And recounts rarely overturn results. According to research done by FairVote, from 2000 to 2019, Only three recounts ended in new winners across the country. But Hunt wasn't going to quit. He took his case to the Arizona Supreme Court. And it turns out that Hunt had a 42 or so vote lead. So these are really, really slim margins and a reminder that every vote matters. And so Campbell kind of also begrudgingly, but maybe more gracefully than Hunt, steps down, and Hunt is governor. George Hunt actually wound up serving seven total terms as governor. At this point in time, there were no term limits for governors. Both of these men were governors several times, which I think speaks to the faith that Arizonans had in their leadership. Before Hunt took his office back, one crucial event happened under Governor Campbell. The major thing that happened in that period was the Bisbee deportation. Hunt was a very strong supporter of unions, and Campbell wasn't. And uh, his, his election was looked at as a green light by the companies who wanted to get rid of the strikers in Bisbee. The Bisbee deportation of 1917 was an illegal kidnapping action against the striking copper workers of the area by citizens. Starting in July of that year, a vigilante posse arrested around 1,300 strikers under the orchestration of Phelps Dodge, a major mining company. These workers were brought to a baseball field before being loaded into cattle cars, put on a train, and delivered to New Mexico. The 200-mile journey lasted 16 hours across the desert with very little water and no food. 
Once they were dropped off with no provisions, they were warned not to return to Bisbee. Well, this never would have happened if Hunt had been in office, but Campbell sort of let it go. The confusion on the ballots didn't lead to a change on the ballots. At least no research David or Janie saw indicated this. Joe Biden's win over Donald Trump in 2020 led to massive unrest and organized attempts to overturn election results. President Trump's allies made personal phone calls to Arizona lawmakers, hoping they'd work to flip the Arizona results to Trump. Politicians who declined to do that received death threats from voters who thought they were on the wrong side of history for not overturning the election. Believing that Donald Trump was the real winner of the election and the government was attempting to cover it up, about 2,000 rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. That same year, the famed Maricopa County ballot recount followed. It was announced by the Arizona Senate as a hand count that would help restore confidence in the election process or identify problems. The ballots in Arizona's largest county were counted and recounted and recounted for a couple of months. The contractor eventually concluded he didn't have any way to accurately tabulate the thousands of pages of tick marks and announced more Arizonans had actually voted for President Biden than originally tabulated. Election denialism became a front-running theme of the most recent governor's race between Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake. Lake, who did not win, is still arguing in court cases that the election was flawed and that affected the results. I asked David Berman if back then people were outraged when the wrong candidate was elected into office. In some ways, yes, but nothing like we're seeing in today's political climate. Well, there was a a lot of resentment on the Campbell side. And there was initially a lot of resentment on the on the Hunt side. They didn't do what Trump did, on the other hand. They just went to court. I don't think they <laughs> tried to uh, intimidate anybody or <laughs> other than the, con- the conflict between the miners and the cowboys. Uh, there wasn't much uh, violence in it. Uh, the Campbell people actually benefited. He served a year, and then when he had to leave office, a lot of sympathy directed toward him. And uh, he won the election in 1918. He was elected governor on his own. So he did serve two years terms after that. So I, I think there was some public support for him because of that. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Valley 101. Do you have a question like Owen did about Arizona? Let us know by visiting valley101.azcentral.com. Thank you to our guests today for providing their insight. This episode was written and produced by me, Amanda Luberto, with editorial help from Kathy Tulamello and audio oversight by Kaylee Monahan. Today's musical scoring came from Universal Production Music. You can support Valley 101 by subscribing to us on your favorite podcasting app. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us. 
And if you liked this episode, share it with a friend. You can follow us on social media at AZC Podcast. Valley 101 is an Arizona Republic at azcentral.com production. I'm Amanda Luberto. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.